the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. The family, as God established it, in the beginning continues to be under attack. In fact, it is headed for self-destruction. As led by the Holy Spirit, Pastor Rander shares God-given prerequisites that strengthen and sustain the marriage relationship that set and seal the bonds of marriage in such a way that no man can put asunder. God will sustain our marriages till death do us part, if we let him. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as he ministers to us, as you will want to take notes. You hurt your spouse? I don't care. Hurt your children? I don't care. They'll get over it. Hurt your grandchildren? I don't care. Hurt your reputation? I don't care. Hurt your minister? I don't care. I I have a right to do what I want to do. And when I can't do what I want to do. So God stepped back and said, okay, I'm going to take my hands off of you. I'm going to leave you alone. And I'm going to let you have it. And oh my goodness, woe be unto you when the presence of God is no longer in your life. Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thy hands from me, tell me where shall I go next? Number six. Humility is vital for nurturing a healthy marriage. Humility is vital for nurturing a healthy marriage. First Corinthians 13, 5 says, love does not behave rudely. To be rude is to be harsh. It is to be offensive. To be rude is to be embarrassing. To be rude is to bring shame. You will shame your spouse. You will humiliate your spouse. It is to be disrespectful to uh, your, sp- your spouse, even in public, you don't care who you so bold. You are emboldened in how you act toward her or him. You're disgraceful. You're insulting and even sarcastic. It is impossible to be humble and rude at the same time. It is impossible, absolutely impossible to be humble and rude at the same time. Humility is abstaining from pride and arrogance. Humility, it is lowliness of mind. It is meekness. Humility is gentleness. Humility is to possess a deep sense of one's own unworthiness in the sight of God. It is to possess a deep sense of one's own unworthiness in the sight of Almighty God. 
In other words, a humble person does not possess a judgmental spirit. A humble person is submissive. A humble person extends grace when they've been hurt. A humble person is compassionate. A humble person is sensitive to the needs of others. And they are not rude. You have some rude Christians. Some, some, there are some who talk better to their friends than they do their own spouse. First Peter chapter 5 verse 5b says, yes, all of you, that's everybody, be submissive to one another. And be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but give grace to the humble. Listen to this. When your marriage is clothed with humility, adorned with humility, enveloped with humility, rudeness will dissipate. When your marriage is clothed, adorned, and enveloped in humility, rudeness will Dissipate. Your marriage has no place for rudeness and meanness and viciousness. You should never cuss your wife out. You should never threaten your husband. And for heaven's sake, you should never act, not even act like you going to hit him. It's a terrible thing. When a man hits a woman, it's better for you to go somewhere and sit down. It's better for you to go somewhere and park on a tree and air out than to end up in the jailhouse. Amen? Your wife is not to be struck. She's to be loved. And some of you women got quick hands, too. It ain't just a man's. Some of you little skinny fingers can just slap the door. The little dog that bite the quickest is a little chihuahua. They just shoots. Some of these women can beat up the man. So it goes both ways. <laughs> I dare we forget. You know, being in San Antonio, you're in a military town. And I've had to counsel some military folk, husbands and wives, and man, I've had some doozies. It's when my office was real tiny. And they, were, and they came in there huffing and puffing, and I'm in the middle of it. And I said, God, this is a small room. <laughs> and then the man say something the woman don't like. And you know, they've both been trained to fight. <laughs> and they've been trained to shoot. So I got a big problem. I've never been in the military. So I'm trying to be a counselor. And then one day, he said something she didn't like. And this was years ago. Don't try to figure out who it is. It's decades ago. She took that ring off her finger, threw it in his face. And when I look at she leaped over on him. And you see that? I'm trying to pull her out. I'm trying to break it get off of you, killing him, woman. I was out of breath. I said, God, you called me to this? I didn't know I was going to break up fights between military folk who've been trained to fight. You got to teach me some defensive fighting. It's hard breaking up fights. (laughs) 
Sometimes they fight out there in front of Justin High School. Y'all, y'all seen folk fighting? And uh, you try to break it up, and then they both jump on you. <laughs> Love is not rude. Number seven, forgiveness is key to resolving marital issues, moving forward, and sustaining a loving relationship that pleases God. Forgiveness is key to resolving marital issues, moving forward, and sustaining a loving relationship that pleases God. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 a says, love bears all things. When you genuinely forgive, you will take no pleasure in exposing the wrongs of your spouse. You don't enjoy gossiping about your spouse. You don't enjoy, you don't revel in sins and weaknesses of your spouse. And you put all your dirty laundry in your marriage on Facebook and all these things. To bear all things is to stand under the weight of neglect. It is to stand, to bear all things, to stand under the, under the weight of neglect against you, under the weight of ridicule against you, under the weight of inequity and injustice against you. Therefore, cry out to God for wisdom when difficult situations arise with your spouse, when difficulties arise with your children, with your relatives, and circumstances beyond your control. Refuse to be led by your emotions. Be led by the Holy Spirit. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. That's a lot of sin. But you ought to have more love that covers it all. Love. I, I, this, now you get quiet, quiet on that. Love covers. It didn't say love remembers sin. Love keep washing your face with what happened back in 1980. Let go. Some of you enjoy holding on to stuff and it's killing you. You still have that person in your court. And you enjoy them being in your court. And you miserable. It doesn't make you happy when you can't forgive. What do you have to gain from an unforgiving spirit? Therefore, cry out to God for wisdom. When difficult situations arise with your spouse, you will have difficulties with your children. Don't chasten out of anger. Don't hurt. Don't harm. Discipline in love, in the Holy Spirit. Minister to difficult relatives. Ask God to help you to survive circumstances beyond your controls. Refuse to be led by your emotions. You cannot trust your emotions. First Peter 4, 8 says, and above all things, have fervent Fervent, that's a key word, love for one another, 
For love will cover a multitude of sins. Husbands and wives should possess a fervent love that is passionate. Fervent love is a passionate love. Fervent love is an enduring love. A fervent love is a love that's full of fire, full of zeal, and full of enthusiasm. That's fervency. According to the Bible, we shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. In this message, Pastor Rander brings us face to face with the reality of sin as it relates to God's perfect plan for marriage. Divorce, even among born-again Christians, is progressively increasing. No matter what the world says, marriage is a sacred institution between one man and one woman designed by God. It is a covenant relationship with God through marriage to last until death. Anything outside of God's design is not marriage. It is sin against God. When there is an inability to forgive, neither your words nor your actions will minister to your spouse or your family. You will have great difficulty being a blessing to those who are closest to you because you won't forgive. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt people will hurt people. So it is critical that you forgive so that you can minister with your words. So you can bless your children, bless your grandchildren. To to see things from a spiritual perspective and not an emotional uh, perspective out of anger. Colossians 3.13 also says bearing with one another and forgiving one another. It ought to start in the home and spread abroad. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you. How many of you in here have been forgiven by Christ? You've done some things even recently, even today. And you, 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 you did one of these. Hold it up a while because you know you're guilty. I'm guilty too. Wave it before the Lord. Say, thank God for the blood. When you put those sins under the blood, he don't even see it anymore. He doesn't, you bring it up. He said, what you talking about? All I see is the blood of my son. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Not might do, you must do. You must forgive that friend. You must forgive that boss. You must forgive your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your in-law, your whomever. Some of you won't even call home and see how your relatives are doing. You'll go go any direction but but, but to call your sister, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your aunt, or your whomever. Because you're still mad. God did not leave you here this long to have a habitual, perpetual, angry spirit. He has more for you to do. And you will impede the work of God in your life when you won't let it go. Apart from forgiveness, there will be no recovery. Apart from forgiveness, there will be no restoration. 
Apart from forgiveness, there will be no healing. Last but not the least, a marriage becomes Christ-centered when it is filled with the Holy Spirit. A marriage becomes Christ-centered when it is filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. That means to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, to be under the influence of the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit is to allow the Holy Spirit to govern and control every aspect of your life in your marriage. You need the Holy Spirit to guide you in discipline of your children. You need the Holy Spirit to guide you in how you're going to minister to your grandchildren. How you're going to minister to your parents. How you're going to minister to your siblings. How you're going to minister to your co-workers on the job. You need the the Holy Spirit's guidance and influence and direction. Being under the Holy Spirit is to surrender our will, our words, and our actions to Christ. It is to surrender our will, our words, and our actions all to the Holy Spirit. When we do so, we will bear fruit of the Spirit which will build up our marriages and families. The scripture says in Galatians 5, 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love. This is agape love, a sacrificial love. Joy that the world can't even take away. It's, it's an unspeakable joy. It's a Christ-centered joy. Peace. Inner tranquility, inner rest, only from the Prince of Peace. Long suffering, that's being patient. Kindness, doing good, you know, being loving, taking the initiative to do the right thing. Goodness, be a person who does what is good and right. Instead of what is evil and hateful and vindictive. Faithful is to be consistent, to be committed, to go to distance, to carry on. To be faithful is to be is to endure no matter the circumstances. To be gentle. Gentle. You're gentle to children. You're not hollering and screaming over the children. You're not out of control. Self-control. You're a disciplined person. The Holy Ghost controls your thinking. You know how far to go. You know when to speak. You know when to be quiet. Self-control. You know when to listen. A spirit-filled marriage is one where you will love one another. A spirit-filled marriage will encourage one another. A spirit-filled marriage will protect one another. A spirit-filled marriage will yield to one another, all of which builds the marriage and glorifies the Lord. Be full of the spirit and not the flesh. 
Beloved, in closing, your spouse is not your enemy. You didn't write that down if you didn't write anything else down. Your spouse is not the enemy. I say it again. Your spouse is not the enemy. Satan is your enemy and you need to become a united front as husband and wife to identify that devil, to to resist the devil, to fight against the devil's evil schemes. What will motivate us to have Christ-centered marriages is to realize we do not have much time, as much time as we think. Some of you think you'll be here for another five, ten years. Who told you that? You don't even have a tonight until God gives it to you. You see, a Christ-centered marriage is to realize we do not have as much time as we think to love one another. To appreciate your husband, to appreciate your wife, to say thank you for the little things, to affirm one another in your marriage. In light of the brevity of life, life is short, refuse to take your spouse for granted and love each other from the heart. Refuse to take him for granted, refuse to take her for granted. I know he has faults. You have faults too. I know she has faults. You have faults too. We're in it together. You love each other from the heart. Making the most of your time together. If Listen, as I close, if you knew that next week this time your spouse would be gone, how would that impact how you treat your spouse today? If you knew next week, this Sunday, next week, they'd be gone, what would you say to them differently? Where would you go? What would your attitude be toward them? Job 7, 7a says, oh, remember that my life is a breath. That's all life is. It's a breath. Because life is so short, it is imperative that we be thankful for our husbands. Because life is so short, we must be thankful for our wives. Be thankful for our children. You don't know what, your children can go to school and they can end up in a mark from there. Happens all the time. You know, they had a bus that was confiscated the other day with children on it. I mean... And you don't know where Satan is and how he's going to work. You need to leave your children well kissed, well loved, well hugged. You need to affirm them. I know they can be difficult. I know they can be challenging. I know, I know, they, I know they got rough spots, but you had them too. You weren't that easy. Growing up, if you tell the truth about yourself, you wasn't no little angel. You're probably more like a little devil. Life is too short to go to bed angry. Be thankful for your husband. Be thankful for your spouse. Be thankful for your children. Be thankful for your grandchildren. Be thankful for your in-laws. Be thankful for your aunts and your uncles. Be thankful for where you are in life. There's a whole lot of people in this world will give everything to be where you are today. Did you get what I just said? There's a whole lot of people
people all over the world would trade places with you right now. If they could. And you walk around like you've been baptized in lemon juice. We walk around with a chip on your shoulder. You're rolling your eyes. You're not speaking. You're moody. Folk got to figure out what side of the bed you got up on. It's too late in the evening for us to be foolish right now. Make up your mind that you are going to honor God because you are full of the Holy Spirit and you're not full of yourself and your flesh and your evil ways. And all God's children said, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the message. Father, we realize this message is not only for married folk, but it's for single folk as well. Because singles can be mean, unkind. Singles can be selfish. Singles can be impatient, unloving, hard to deal with. It's not just married folk. Singles need to repent and say, I'm sorry. There's singles who are not happy till they have it their way. So this message is not just for marriages. Father, we realize this message is for all of us. We've all sinned. There's no righteous, no not one. I pray in the name of Jesus that you restore what the locusts of Eden that you turn our hearts back to you, Lord. When we see those fires and hurricanes and shootings, the, the desperation, the cries of pain and anguish, we ought to be thankful that we're just a second away from that happening to us. In Jesus' name, all God's children say Marriage based on God's design is the only way to have a healthy, well-balanced marriage. The presence of God ensures unconditional love between husband and wife that will sustain and strengthen marriage through the inevitable difficulties which are sure to come. Any intimate relationship outside of God's design is not marriage. It is sin. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.